Hey everybody, welcome back to Gothic's Rest. What is Gothic's up guys? Rest. Welcome back to Gothic's Rest. What is Rest. up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. You've never you've uh, never had the the Hey Guys intro. That was, that was very that was very YouTuber <laughs> of you. So that's why I hit that's why I hit you with the What is up guys? Ooh, a bird nest has spawned. Yo, let's go. Anyways, this is uh, episode number 12. Um, we're in a mood, apparently, today. <laughs> uh, bird, what have you been up to? What, what's going on? I have not been playing this game. Uh, this is the first... Okay, that's, I was about to say the first time I've logged in like this week, but that's not true. I logged in occasionally to do a farm run. Um, but uh, this week has been the week of Zelda for me. I've been playing Zelda. Mm, how's that? Um, it's pretty fun. Um, I bought it on release uh, with the intentions of playing it, but I was very addicted to RuneScape at the time, so I just, I just didn't. Um, but uh, I'm on like a demonics task, uh, a black demons task. I was gonna do demonics, um, and I didn't really feel like doing that. Um, and I needed to train wood cutting, and I didn't feel like doing that. I did some winter tods because I need to get the ninety five fire making. And then I didn't feel like doing that anymore, and I was just like, "Man, fuck this game. I'm I'm done with this for a little bit. I need to take a break." Oh no, is he burnt? Um, probably not. Um, because now I'm training okay. woodcutting again. Um, because uh, a certain new update that we're going to talk about came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, I'm just I I needed I needed a, to do something else. Otherwise, I probably would burn out. So I was just like, you know what? I'm playing Zelda. So now I'm playing Zelda. Nice. It's a good game. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. I played Breath. I played a shit ton of Breath of the Wild. I think I have like five hundred hours in that game. Um. So I was very excited. Well, actually, surprisingly, I wasn't very excited for Tears of the Kingdom. I forgot that it was going to release until one of my friends texted <laughs> me like the week before. They were like, "Hey, are you going to pre-order? Did, or did you pre-order the Tears of the Kingdom?" And I was like, "Nope." Um. But I, I mean, still- why? Why would you pre-order nowadays? I know? I I pre-ordered it um that day because I've had issues with Nintendo Switch games having a very limited stock in, on physical. Um, oh, okay. You like the physical copies? Yeah, I like to for specifically my Switch. I get physical copies. Um, okay, that's fair. It's, it's the only one that I do it on. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm probably gonna get the game anyways. So I pre-ordered it, and then I went. I'm glad I did because um. They they didn't have any uh, copies for non-pre-orderers, so I'm I'm very glad Mm. that I did, because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten a copy that day. Um, But, oh, I guess we're chopping that one, fuckers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, just some context, by the way. We're we're currently doing forestry. Yeah, we're Um, we're attempting to do do a little bit of forestry. We haven't got an event to spawn, because this game's cringe, but... Yeah, we just started. We're in Priftinus, which maybe these trees can't spawn the the events, which is now what I'm starting to think. I mean, we'll see. This is one way or another. This is science, so whatever. Um, Can you get the crystal shards from these trees? Yeah, I've gotten two. I haven't gotten any. Sucks. Cringe game. I remember during the um, uh, the Halloween event when you could collect the candies. Oh, see, r- mm-hmm. rising roots. We can get events. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, which one's the there's green no one. green one. Green ones only spawn sometimes. Oh. Uh, but as I was saying, um, the uh, 
during the Halloween event where you could collect candies by skilling. I remember I, I thought that perhaps um, I, I thought that perhaps the uh, candy mechanic was overriding the crystal mechanic because I just went so fucking long without getting a crystal. Um, but yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. Sometimes the game just doesn't give you crystal shards. Because uh, RNG, what even is the chance on that? I'm going to look that up right now. For the crystal shard? Yeah. I think it's like one in a hundred, one in fifty. Uh, let's don't see. say on the the wiki for the yew trees. I'm looking at the crystal shard. Uh, chopping any tree within Prifdinus has a one in eighty chance to receive a crystal shard when receiving a log. Okay. Interesting. Notably, uh, the town north Gwyneth does not count. You cannot get crystal shards while chopping trees up there. I figured because it's not in Prif. You know, talking about it a little early, I guess. Um, but this rising root event, it's neat. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you pay a little bit more attention and you get decent woodcutting XP from it. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Anything else interesting this week for you? Uh, not really. Just been playing Zelda, doing a farm run sometimes. Yeah. Um, I guess I can check my dock that I keep all my things that I want to talk about, but I'm pretty sure there's literally nothing on it. Yeah, there is quite literally nothing. Yeah, mine only has a single item on it, which is going to be me mentioning something for five seconds. You might say grats, and then we move on, so. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could talk more about Zelda, but this is Gothic's Rest. It's not really Zelda podcast, but the game is fun. You can build stuff. Yeah, it looks fun. The build I, mechanic you know, I thought was going to be it. jank and weird. It's actually really fun and pretty intuitive. Um. It's kind of weird at first. You have to kind of get used to it, but um, I, it's there's a mild spoiler, I guess. Eventually, you unlock an ability that you've probably seen online um, where you can automatically build things that you've built before, and you can, like, save them. So you can just, like, really quickly build things that you want to build and have built many times. I... I just build planes. I like flying planes all over the place. Planes are so good that yeah. they had to nerf them. I saw like a hover bike design that seemed really yeah, bonkers. I've heard that that exists. I haven't watched like any content on the game. I've just been playing it completely blind. Um, and yeah. I've seen like Point Crow and um, uh, the other guy. I can't remember his name right now uh, doing it. I think I saw a video on uncle dane's second channel where he talked about that bike and i just funny i saw it in the screenshot or in the thumbnail and i was like interesting and then i promptly forgot what it looked like and i've never built it and i don't plan on building it because i like building planes more planes are fun um small ant that's who i was thinking of planes are if planes weren't nerfed in the way they are they would probably be better than that stupid little bike. Um, but the problem with planes is if you go too far on the little wing object that allows your plane to fly, it eventually just like starts flashing. And then when it flashes really fast, it disappears because they don't want you to mm. just fly to places that you're not supposed to be able to get to, I guess. Um, That's which fair enough a way to handle it, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> I just want to fly my plane. 
Mm-hmm. They could have just uh, honestly, what I would have done right is they have you know there's multiple layers to the world map now. There's the regular world map that it's the same air quotes as it was in Breath of the Wild. There's a lot of differences, but on large, it is the same uh, world map. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's the sky layer, which you know everybody saw it in the trailers. You can there's big sky islands. And my solution for planes, if you didn't want people to get to to other specific sky islands, is I would have made like a altitude cap or something that planes can go to, and they can't like rise above that. And then you have to like do something else to get above that. And then bam, you just cut off planes from being able to get to certain places. Because that's also how planes yeah. in real fucking life work. <laughs> so I haven't played it, so I don't have a ton of like feedback on it but i i don't really like, mind it that much i don't yeah. it's it kind of sucks when my plane just randomly disappears but yeah whatever it's still fun and worst case i just like land on the ground and build a new plane and just keep going so it's a fun game mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people have been kind of not happy with it because at the end of the day it's just kind of breath of the wild but with new stuff um, it is the most direct sequel that I think Nintendo's ever done in the Zelda series. Uh, the only one I can think of that's anything similar is uh, Ocarina of Time and what's the other one? Uh, Majora's Mask. Those are built in the same engine, but even still, they're very different games. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, what sets Tears of the Kingdom apart, right, is just, like, the building yeah, mechanic. Yeah, the, the building mechanic is the big one. Um, the powers that you have, uh, aside from the, the building part and the all that, like, in the first game, you have the Sheikah Slate that has, like, you know, bombs, stasis, the magnet, uh, the cryonis tool. In this game, you have a, a completely different set of tools, so that kind of sets it apart as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, obviously, the the sky layer of the map sets it apart and all the changes to the map. There's a lot of changes to the map. If you don't want to know all of them, uh, spoiler alert, um, I, if, I don't know if you want me to tell you or you'd rather experience it more blind. I don't know what you know about the game. I mean, I, I've watched speedruns of the game, oh, okay. so like I, I know what's going on mostly. Do you know about the, uh, um, the cavern layer of the map? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they go there in the speedruns. I don't know how important it is. Um, uh, I is, don't know actually. Is the final bo- the final boss might be in the cavern layer? That probably makes sense. Um, uh, but I don't actually know. Um, but basically, there's they added a second map essentially. The the sky layer is sort of a second map, but it's just like a bunch of floating islands. There's not too much going on up there because by the mm-hmm. nature of it, you can't have a whole like layer of the map up there. It's just like a selection of islands. So there's not a crazy amount of content up there. But the cavern layer, or the the depths, I think is what it's called, that's like the juicy new content because it's basically just a second map that is the same size as the overworld map. It's crazy. Um, and it's very dark down there. You have to like actually use lights. You have to throw these little... Some, some method of creating light. And then also there's like permanent lights that you can activate. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and I didn't interact with that until like maybe 40 hours into my playthrough. And I was like, wait, there's a whole nother map to this map. 
That's crazy. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, people don't really discover that until, like, much later into the runs. It, it always throws people off because they're like, holy shit, there's a whole nother fucking world out there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's there's a lot of content in that game. It's it's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, There was a lot in Breath of the Wild, but in this game, there is even more. It is bonkers. Yeah, it seems like a, a pretty big update. Yeah. Um, I would imagine if you have... Not an update, but yeah, big, big game. It, it's... It's a really big update. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's DLC. Let's you know, it's basically just a Breath of the Wild DLC. Well, we had that, and it wasn't nearly this big. <laughs> um, it's Breath of the Wild uh, DLC it's a, it's to a Electric Boogaloo. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much new stuff. Uh, was a lot, the one mm. thing I've appreciated the most, honestly, is um, they added a lot more enemy types, which was kind of a problem in the first game. There wasn't a ton of enemy types. I still kind of wish there were more, but there's a lot more enemy diversity uh, in the game now. There's a couple of the enemies that I've seen that I still haven't fought. There's like this big three-headed fucking dragon thing that I think is called a Gleok. I probably could fight yeah. one, but they just look terrifying. They're huge. Um, the only thing I've seen is people like one-shotting them with a bunch of glitches. So, like, oh. I have no idea how hard they actually are. Yeah, I I can easily fight the what used to be like the pinnacle enemy, the Lynels. I can still easily fight those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, I remember I used to fight those all the time in Breath of the Wild. Uh, so fighting them was just kind of a, a matter of getting used to it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's fun game. I've been having a good time. The thing I loved about Breath of the Wild and the thing I love about this game is that it's so easy to just get sucked in. You just lose yourself. There's so many things to do. You're like, all right, after I do this, I'll go do this. And sometimes you go do that thing you were thinking. Other times you find a new thing and then you just completely forget everything else you were doing. Mm, you, it's just the classic side side quest yeah, uh, sidetrack there's you know? so many things to do and because it's an open world game sometimes you'll just see a thing off in the distance and you'll be like i want to go there actually it's it's awesome the the you can go anywhere mechanic of breath of the mm-hmm. wild definitely has always been an aid it's not like some open world games of the past where it's like oh there's a thing and there's just no way of getting there and even if you can get yeah. there it's like pointless the the Koroks in Breath of the Wild and also in Tears of the Kingdom always helped with that because it's like you'd see a cool place and if you go there and there's not a quest there, there's probably at least a Korok there. There's always a reason to go somewhere. So, I don't know. Game's fun. Um, but probably shouldn't talk about it forever because that's not really what the podcast is We are a RuneScape <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but we're also a tangent podcast, so there's yeah. my tangent. Tears of the Kingdom. Play it. It's kind of fun. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. If you haven't haven't played Breath of the Wild, um, and you play Tears of the Kingdom, you'll probably never want to play Breath of the Wild. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's just just a direct upgrade. Yeah, it's... Breath of the Wild's still good, but this is just kind of... You know, it's a refinement of that with even more stuff, so... The only thing I miss is the stasis tool where you could freeze an object and then like give it a bunch of momentum and then yeet yourself on it. That tool is oh, great. Sad. They didn't I miss keep that one. That. You have a different tool in this game. 
Um, yeah. Which is also kind of cool. Um, again, spoiler alert, you get this was in the first like 10 minutes of the game, but probably not 10 minutes, but the, it's the, the, hand the reversal tool. You can oh, that one time yeah, yeah. on an object is the, the equivalent. Um, and there's other ways to eat yourself. There's a, yeah, a there's new bug called Oingo Boingo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's like two NPCs you can talk to and they play like a cutscene. Um, and if you place a glider or I think any object works, but glider works the best and you stand on it and then you trigger the dialogue. They'll play the cutscene, and your glider will just be in, like, another location when the cutscene ends. Um, like, just right next to you, but it'll have weird physics. You won't be able to, like, interact with it normally, and it'll, like, slide around. It'll be all slippery. Um, if you attach an object to it and stand on the glider, you can, like, grab the object and just, like, fly off into space. Amazing. I might have to look this up. No idea why it's called Oingo Boingo, but I think it's a JoJo reference. It's actually called Wacko Boingo, and I have no idea why. This reminds me of um, the uh, the pickaxe in Half Life Two. Which you know I mean, pickaxe? Boingo Boingo is also a band, but yeah, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting bug. You can only do it once per uh, per world, though, or once per save. A wacky. Once you've triggered their dialogue, uh, you can't do it again. And as far as I'm aware, there's no other NPC that like triggers a similar thing. There might so. be. I'd have to look it up. Um, but decent chance I've probably already talked to that NPC or whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that that reminds me. That reminds me of the pickaxe from Half Life Two, as I was saying. You know, oh, about the pickaxe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't you like stand on it and like grab the object and you'll go fucking flying so around? Normally, the pickaxe is a completely normal object, but if you take it through a level transition up an elevator. Um, it just turns crazy mm. for some reason. Um, I see. Interesting. If you don't even have to grab it, if you just walk over it, it just yeets you in a random direction. Um, that's very fun. So, I I used to fuck around with that. I never got into Half Life Two speedrunning. Um, but I I messed around with a lot of the glitches and tricks in that game. Uh, shout out to Desync. Uh, fucking hilarious channel. Love that guy. Oh yeah, I love Desync. <laughs> the uh bee hopping in real life video is an absolute classic mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's that's all i have on that anyways you were gonna say something before i cut you off with pickaxe yeah. you know i said i was probably gonna get 99 uh slayer right after the episode finished last week i didn't i got it like two days ago wow um because i just like have been doing smithing instead and once again, this week, all I've been doing is uh, smithing raids repeat, and I did a little bit of Slayer to finish off 99. Epic. Um, yeah, I'm currently sitting on a Thermi task. I know I have the pet, um, but all I need is Jar to green log, so I'm just going to keep doing the boss until I get the Jar. So... Dude, that's been my week. <laughs> I haven't done much that's in game, epic, dude. Yeah, you know, at least I um, have something to talk about. I played Zelda. Jeez. I mean, you know, like I, I'm gonna swap up my smithing once I finish with the Addy bars that I have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like halfway through ninety seven, 
and then I'll probably start doing uh, Rune Two H's boosting with the uh, the Grogs. I ended up buying a bunch of them. So, oh, yeah. I did get like a a split. I got a Fang split at a TOA. That was is, cool. How much is Fang right now? Like thirty mil. Thirty mil. So I got fifteen. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was nice, but you know, not 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 a ton going on. Uh, we can talk about forestry for a bit, and then go into second segment and talk about other stuff. Yeah, I guess. I got nothing else really going on this week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Though to be fair, the game update pretty... hasn't doesn't have a whole lot going on either. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So you literally just started doing the forestry stuff like right now yes i am experiencing it as we speak so i guess i could kind of go over this and i could be like oh that's a thing that can happen interesting because i still haven't read all of this so mm-hmm. um so yeah guys this is pretty awesome for those of you woodcutting enthusiasts they have made woodcutting suck less in my opinion um they have added forestry to the game um which it is the first part of two parts of the forestry update there will theoretically be a second update if all of the content doesn't get voted no. Um, and it will include some other stuff, but I'll get to that later. Uh, the first thing that they did that I think most people are the most excited about are new tree mechanics. Uh, previously, when you cut trees, every time you cut a log, the tree would have a 1 in 8 chance of getting cut down. That still applies to specifically uh, farmed trees, trees that you plant in a farming patch. Those still function also, that way. Also, yeah. I was going to say the, the Woodcutting Guild, but Woodcutting Guild actually does function yeah. that Woodcutting way Guild, now, too. Woodcutting Guild functions you can't get with randoms. the timers. You can't get randoms, and you still always get the plus seven as opposed to the theoretical uh, other boosts you can get. Is it seven or six? I don't remember. Uh, plus seven in the guild, yeah. up to a plus ten. Yeah, it's up forestry. to a plus ten with forestry, but you you always get the plus seven uh, in the woodcutting guild. The forestry one doesn't mm-hmm. count in the woodcutting guild. It's just always plus seven. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the new mechanics that we were speaking about is that instead of the, you know, you chop a tree and every time you get a log, one in eight chance of going away. Instead, trees are now on a timer. So similarly to the upper level of the motherload mine, when someone starts chopping a tree, uh, a invisible timer starts, depend- and the length of that timer is dependent on the tree type. For oaks, it's 27 seconds. For willows and teaks, it's 30 seconds. For maples, it's a minute. For hollow trees, it's 36 seconds. For mahoganies, it's also a minute. Arctic pines, 1 minute 24 seconds. Yews, 1 minute 54 seconds. Magics, 3 minutes 54 seconds. And redwoods, 4 minutes and 24 seconds. As soon as that timer is up, then the tree gets cut down. These timers are yep. not affected by how many people are chopping the tree. As long as one person starts chopping the tree, the timer starts. And as long as people continue to chop the tree, the tree continues going. Um, yeah, and if, if nobody's chopping the tree, the tree, it slowly regenerates. Not at a one-to-one rate. I believe it is it is slower than going down. It goes back up slower than it would go down. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. I, I heard them say that on one of the modcasts, but they might have changed that since. It doesn't seem to specify here, so I'm not 100%. Maybe it says somewhere else in the blog. We'll see. Um, but in addition... Yeah, the blog doesn't have as much information as they've like given about the skill. Cause, like, which I always know, bothers me, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they always I, do this. I don't remember... 
I don't remember where I saw it, but they they mentioned that like the uh forestry events, if there's two events that try to spawn within ten tiles of each other, they you know, one of them won't spawn. Um but like none of the blogs say that. So yeah. like they always... in Petscape someone was asking, like, oh, can you get like multiple events in the same area? And I was like, No, it's you know, this way. But I I can't like give you the source because I don't remember where I saw it. This this has always or, bothered me about the it. blog posts for for big like mechanics updates like these i always feel like they they don't cover everything that they have actually covered in the past the blog posts are always like dumbed down for like the larger community and let's be honest the people that they're dumbing this down for probably aren't even reading this yeah i mean there's people that are already complaining that it's already too complex and it's like this is so simple what yeah Oh no, I can't just chop the tree and nothing happens anymore. What do you yeah, mean, bro? Yeah, I can bro? understand if like, we were getting like all of the other bullshit too, but we're not. Even if we were getting all the other bullshit, like the chopping the tree part still isn't even that complex. Yeah, exactly. And like, if the events are too complicated for you, you don't even have to do them. Mm-hmm. You can just, you can just keep cutting the tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, but um, in addition to those changes, uh, chopping the stream the same tree with other players will give you an invisible plus one bonus for each other person at the tree, or each person at the tree, up to a maximum of plus ten So for ten players. So it counts yourself. I so think. you always get a plus one? Uh, it doesn't say other player, and it says up to a maximum of plus ten for ten players. It doesn't really specify that it doesn't have to be used. So I think if there's 10 players, including you, you get a plus 10. Neat. By that wording. So, interesting. Huh. And then uh, you will not receive this bonus cutting normal trees. So, like, you know, regular tree that gives regular logs. Because they still just get cut down in one hit. Because they're trees. Yeah. <laughs> they're just bitch-ass, shitty trees. Uh, and then also, as we said, the woodcutting guild does not get this bonus. The timer still applies, but you just get a plus seven across the board forever. Um, and this part of the update is available for free-to-play players. So trees are better now, everywhere, in my opinion. I think that this is better. Some people will probably yep. disagree with me, but I yeah. disagree with them. So there's a big, um, there's a big Reddit post right now. By big, I mean it's just you know near the top. Um, there's a highly uploaded Reddit post right now that's like, oh, the uh, forestry update makes Redwoods less AFK. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can easily go 20 minutes without uh, the tree cutting or without the tree uh, depleting. Oh, no. Like, you have to click on but- the screen every five minutes. It's almost like the yeah. game forcibly logs you out after five minutes normally. And you're just saying well, that because your fucking logout timer has been extended by Runelight. Fuck you, man. The problem the problem is, though, yes, it can go longer. But it also couldn't but on sometimes. average, it won't. Yeah, that's on the thing, average... It... That's why I hated woodcutting in the past, because it was so inconsistent. Right? Mm. Sometimes I'd be on the same tree for like 16 years, and I'd be like, cool. I just got like seven inventories of logs. This is awesome. Other times, I'd chop every tree next to me in one hit. And I'd be like, wow, this is great. I love this skill. 
Yeah. I like so... consistency in my AFKing activities. That's why I like upper level motherload mine. That's why I like Carambons or something. They have a pretty consistent amount of time until I need to look at the screen again. You know, something like cooking or fletching, you know, smithing even. Something that has a consistent amount of time, which woodcutting did not have in the past. Now, mm-hmm. there's a timer. The timer is always the same. It is a consistent amount of time from clicking a thing and interacting with the screen again. And I like that. Yeah. So, before, you would get an average of four minutes, but, like, there's wide variance. You could get the 20 minutes, or you could get literally one a second. single chop and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like, people in the comments are just, like, hardcore, like, no, this is a bad change, because, like, sometimes I don't get the 20, it's like, yeah, sometimes you don't get the 20-minute AFK anymore, or, I mean, you don't get the 20-AFK, 20-minute AFK anymore that you might, you know, sometimes get, but on average, you're getting more AFK time. Like, I don't... Yeah, I like the consistency, personally. I think it's an overall positive change. Yeah, I agree. Um... Even if I do Redwoods now, it's like, oh, oh no, I have to click on the screen every four minutes and 24 seconds. That's a long time, man. And you're, it's not like you're having to worry about events there. Events don't spawn in the Woodcutting Guild. Well, they did for a little bit, but they don't anymore, and they're never supposed yeah. to. If you want uh, more people for forestry... Uh, my clan is doing use World 514 west of Catherby. Good for them. Fair. I don't really care that much. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm mostly just here because now this is an actual AFK, consistently AFK activity. I don't have to randomly decide, oh, my 1 in 8 chance procs, I need to pay attention to the screen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're not griefed by random other people joining you, you know? I'm actually getting a bonus from it so yeah i like it um i will probably be training woodcutting during pretty much all of the podcast recordings now because i want to get to uh 90 for um redwoods because i want to do shades of morton and i want to get the zealots and i need redwood logs for that so yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that I'm already done with 99 woodcutting, because this seems like it would be a cool update to be able to, to do, but there's no collection log. Um, yeah, maybe with the and... next update they'll add collection log stuff. Probably not, but I can kind of understand yeah, why I... they didn't with this one. There really isn't much in terms of like collection log ability with it. Like The forestry, crit, the forestry kit you just buy with money, the rest of those things are just consumables that are tradable on the GE. Um, like like I said, there, pretty I mean, much the only the thing. Log, pretty much, yeah. The, the only things would be the anima infused log and log the new brace. a log brace, I guess, too, and the new version of the forestry outfit. Yeah, I would have put those on the collection log personally, but they didn't. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Speaking of those things, um, the famous pheasant hunting friendly forester is your main man when it comes to forestry. He set up camp in Draenor and Sears Village, where you'll be able to visit him for handy tips, access to the forestry shop, and your free forestry kit. That's wrong. He didn't give me one for free. Uh, I had to pay 120 GP for it. It's fucked up. 
Maybe Why would they lie about this? Maybe if you like are level one woodcutting, he gives you one for free. Maybe. Because does it actually say it gives you it for free? Yeah, it says access to the forestry shop and your free forestry kit. It's fucked up, man. Oh yeah. Huh. Um my my guess is that if you're like a low or one woodcutting, he gives it to you for free because when I talked to him, I was like reading the dialogue because I'm weird and I don't just hold space, I actually read dialogue. Um, I didn't read any of the dialogue. And I just bought it. He he said you're he he said something to the effect of uh, it seems you're familiar with uh, like forestry or woodcutting or something. And I was and my character was like, yeah, I I sure do cut trees. So I think because of that, I had to cool. pay him 120 GP. It's like okay, dude, whatever. My bad that I play the game already. Yeah, how dare you? Uh, but it's 120 GP, so like whatever. Um. This new wearable island lets you store a variety of new tools and materials, which you can interact with Gilnor's, Gilnor's forest in whole new ways. You can craft additions to your kit using existing materials combined with items from the forestry shop. To buy them, you'll need a new untradeable currency found only in forestry called anima-infused bark. You'll naturally earn this while participating in forestry events. If you have a forestry kit with you, it'll be conveniently stored within the forestry kit. So it has an internal inventory uh, with its own UI. Uh, you do not get anima-infused bark just for cutting trees. You specifically get this from interacting with the events. Uh, and you get a pretty fair amount of it from the events, from what I can tell. Um, I think yeah, I've I only think... done like four events, and as of right now, I have 500 anima-infused bark. So Pretty good. Um, I also have yeah. some leaves. Um, I have yew leaves, which Are makes they... sense. Because use I'm cutting for those trees. Yet? No, I don't think so. But I imagine they just okay. added them because they will have use, so they'd rather people start being able to collect them. Uh, gotcha. I have 39 U leaves from chopping U's so far, and 20 magic leaves, which I'm not sure. Yeah, where I the got leaves them. aren't associated with the tree you're actually cutting, by the way. You can just get any leaves. Okay. Which I think is maybe a good thing. Yeah, cause... that's that's fine. Um, I, I'm totally okay with that uh, because. Especially if the the tea mechanics make it into the game the way they were proposed, you're gonna need all kinds of different leaves to do the things that you want with tea. So, yeah, well, it'd be fine for mains if you know, since they could just buy leaves for irons, it'd be really annoying. It's to have already to chop, annoying like, for irons trees because you already have to chop down a bunch of different kinds of trees to be able to buy stuff in the forestry shop. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Does it all? Does it need to have like a million noted logs? Like, I don't, it's ridiculous. I don't get we'll, it. we'll get there. Um, yeah. Uh, the next line I was about to read: While chopping leaves, you also collect. Or while chopping trees, you also collect leaves, which are also stored in your forestry kit. All the stuff by default goes immediately into the uh, forestry kit. So, if you are wearing it, or it's just in your inventory, uh, it goes in. Then, uh. It goes into some of the things that you can put into um, the forestry kit, which you have to buy things from the shop to be able to make these. These include the leprechaun charm. These charms attract the attention of friendly leprechauns. When someone in your group successfully chops a tree, having this charm in the forestry kit means there's a chance a leprechaun will appear and offer his services. You can create them with 70 crafting, 70 woodcutting, and 35 farming. And then you'll need to buy a thing from the guy to be able to make it and combine it with an emerald and a ball of wool. And it will make ten of them. Be on a stick. These buzzy buddies help pollinate plants. While chopping trees, they have a chance to detect strange bushes that are ready to pollinate and will assist in doing so. Uh, 
You can create these with 50 hunter, 35 woodcutting. Uh, you gotta buy Powdered Pollen from the forestry shop and combine it with a ball of wool and some logs while near a beehive, very specific, and cre it'll create 10 of them. Um, nature Offerings, they give you a 60-80% to 80 chance to receive an additional log while, while cutting trees. And you gotta like craft it with some herbs and 50, foot, 50 farming and 68 woodcutting. These, I'm, I'm not interested in these at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Forester's Ration, um... These tasty treats will have a chance, a 30% chance to restore 20 points of run energy while chopping trees with a one-handed axe. I don't know why it specifies one-handed. Spoiler alert, two-handeds were not added to the game. Yet. They, yeah, they weren't canceled. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> they were supposed to release in this update, but they last minute canceled on us, so... Um, you can make those with 35 cooking and 35 woodcutting. Combine leaves of any type with a slice of cooked meat. Can't wait to go collect cooked meat at Barbarian Village. Um, Secretaries of Chastrant. Want to rake the leaves? These handy clippers get you more leaves while chopping trees, roughly doubling the amount you'll receive. Uh, you can make them with 35 smithing, 35 woodcutting, and a secretary's blade combined with an iron bar from the forestry shop. And it'll make Where do 50. you get the secretary's blade? Do you buy that from the shop? That's the shop, yeah. And then combine them with an the iron okay. bar. Um, gotcha. And then all these... Uh, kits and upgrades are tradable and stackable. So for you mains out there, you can just buy these. You don't have to worry about making them. Fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how expensive they are. They'll probably be expensive for a little while, and then they'll level out, I imagine, at a pretty low price. Um, events. This is the other fun part. Um, Forcey brings Gilnor to life with new and exciting events. And four of them arrive today. There will be more later, but four of them are here right now. These special events can occur when someone is cutting a tree with a forestry kit uh, somewhere on their person. You don't need to be wearing it. It can be in your inventory, though why not just wear it? Um, and there are no... Okay, this is, this is actually specified. There are no other events happening in a 20-tile radius. We estimate that players will 20 see... 20 tiles, okay. We estimate that players will see 4 to 5 events per hour when shopping solo, but a group of 10 players should expect to see 7 to 9 events per hour. We've also balanced events across tree tiers. Oak tiers with a shorter timer naturally have a lower chance to spawn events, uh, so to make up for it, they'll get more rolls on the table. Higher-end trees, like magic trees, work opposite, so when you cut one down, you have a higher chance of spawning an event because, you know, it takes longer to cut down a magic tree. So, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Uh, let's see. There I am. Uh, okay, so the events trigger while you're chopping, not when you get a log. That's good. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, that's why it says uh, the oak trees uh, get more rolls on the table. I think means while you're chopping, you have a more, you will more frequently roll on the the events table, but it has a lower chance. And then magic trees. I, th I think you're guaranteed. If I remember right, I guess I let me keep reading here. Maybe it made it will specify. Okay. We, uh, we've balanced them across the board. When a tree is first chopped, the game rolls on the events table. If the event is set to happen during chopping, the event picks a random uh, point during the tree's life cycle to spawn. Otherwise, the event is rolled and executed when the tree falls. Uh, so when you start chopping, it rolls, I guess. Uh, okay. And then maybe it continues to roll. You need a forestry kit to spawn an event. So you just need to have one, whether it be on your person or on your back or whatever. doesn't matter. Um, although some events have further requirements. Events check every player at the start uh, 
Events check every player at the tree for the required item, so as long as someone has it, that event will spawn. So for example, the bee event, you have to have bees on a stick. Um, if nobody has any bees on a stick, it won't spawn that because nobody will be able to participate in it. Um, let's see. If you're one of the players with the necessary item, you'll lose it when the event spawns, but you'll gain bonus rewards and XP from the event as compensation. Uh, and then it goes into what events you can take part in. Um, so I guess even without the item, you can participate in the event from that wording. Um, but as long as you, if you had the item, you get bonus shit from doing the event. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly how the rolling works. When a tree is first chopped, the game rolls on the events table. Uh, and then Yeah, so it sounds like it predetermines it once you start chopping. And then it picks a point in its timer so like you know you click on a tree it says okay i'm gonna roll and then it's like all right at two minutes 40 i'll spawn this and then if it it fails that roll it'll just go at the end yeah and then my guess is it rolls multiple times when you start uh chopping a tree and that's why it says like you know oak trees get more rolls in the table so like they'll roll the table multiple times but just have a low chance each time they roll it um so kind of like a, yeah, maybe. a 20 in 128 as opposed to a 3 in 128 cuz it rolled multiple yeah. times something like that i don't know the specifics are dubious but i'm sure the system works let's talk about what events there are rising roots this is one of two events that i've seen so far um basically uh these gnarly roots are trying to protect their woody brethren Cut them down for XP and anima-infused bark, and make make sure to keep an eye out for glowing ones. Basically, a bunch of roots spawn around. You can cut them, you get anima-infused bark. Sometimes there will be a green root. Cutting down the green root gives you more XP and more anima-infused bark. You should click on the green one. It's also, like, by far the best event. Yeah, it seems very good. Yeah. It's very simple. You just have to cut the roots. Not much going on. And you get a lot of XP and a lot of bark. Very good event. Um, the next one, flowering tree, help bees find the right two flowers to pollinate. You'll need a bee on a stick for this event to appear, but you'll be rewarded with XP, animal infused bark, and some seeds or tasty treats. I don't know what, I don't know how this one works. I haven't seen it spawn yet. I don't have bees on a stick. I'm working on that. (laughs) Yeah. My understanding is that like, there'll be like purple flower that spawns and then a bunch of white ones that spawn i imagine this is is kind of like the the mulch one where you have to like find the right combination of things well one of the flowers will be like special and you'll bring pollen from that flower to the purple one interesting and now it'll move around okay which one's like the one you need to do i think it's like indicated by bees or something around it yeah we'll see i don't know I'm sure there's some indication, uh, but I'm going to move on to the struggling sapling because I know how this one works because it's the other event that I've actually seen. Help the poor sapling grow big and strong. Find the, Click the right combination of mulch to feed uh, to the baby tree before it withers away. You'll gain some XP and anima-infused bark in turn. Basically, a tiny little sapling will spawn instead of a stump when you cut down a tree. And nearby, uh, there will be four different types of fertilizer that spawn. There's like dung bark leaves and decayed leaves or something like that uh basically you can pick up any combination of three of these so you can pick up three different ones you can pick up three of the same one two of the same and one different one and you can feed them to the tree 
and when you do so uh, when you when you feed the tree it'll say like it's actually we were talking about earlier it's kind of like wordle in a, in a way it'll be like oh this uh this thing that you fed it so let's say you did like mulch mulch bark it'll be like oh bark in the third position is correct and you'll be like oh okay cool so you need to find the right combination of stuff that does the best and then as soon as you find the right combination you can start just always feeding it that and that'll yeah do it the fastest and it's better to tell your teammates like your your fellow wood choppers hey this is the best combo because you want it to go faster because you get more XP that way. Yeah, more XP, more, more rewards the faster you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing it solo by yourself and letting your teammates struggle with, with bad combinations is actually, like, grieving. I'm just, this is probably kind yeah, of you're, funny, you're, though. You're, uh, yeah, you're just getting worse <laughs> XP for yourself, though. Um, that, speaking I like of that event. worse XP and griefing, the Leprechaun event. Yeah, what's going on? So... Uh, what, is so griefing, I don't. Yeah. So how it works is you have to have a leprechaun charm, and if you do, you'll get a leprechaun that'll appear, and it will be basically a bank deposit box, but only for uh, logs. And the reason this is griefing is because instead of a leprechaun, you could get any other event oh, yeah, that, that gives sense. you XP. Yeah, and you're probably so... just chopping trees next to a bank, anyways. Yeah, the... I can't think of a single tree you'd be chopping where you'd want to be like you know summoning a leprechaun like yeah you you know don't have to run to the bank but the bank's usually no more than like 20 tiles away yeah you're probably picking trees spots that are are close to a bank so yeah there's like the u on the north side of um or not you the teaks that are like north of uh north of uh, soul wars or like any teaks really are nowhere near a bank, but you're just power dropping those anyways. Um, it's... Yeah, Malachi, Malachi's been cutting teaks and running to a bank and depositing them because he's like, "Oh, I want to no. get untrimmed wood, or I want to get untrimmed construction." I'm like, "Dude, trust me, brother. You don't need to be doing this. You can still get untrimmed construction, and you won't need to chop trees like this. I, I promise you." Ah, uh, that is painful. But he, he he is the way that he is, and he never listens when I tell him shit like that. It's like, yeah, I promise so. you, brother, you just train woodcutting normally. And he's like, well, that doesn't yeah. make any sense, because if I if I train woodcutting normally, I'll get 99 woodcutting before I get 99 construction. I'm like, no, you won't. You have to, you have to really try to do that. Mm-hmm. If you're just cutting, like, if you get to the, if you get to Prif Dennis, and you start doing mahoganies, and you cut them, and then you bank them as planks i promise you you will get 99 construction leaps and bounds before you get 99 woodcutting promise you it's not that hard to get untrimmed construction you just have to actually think about it a little bit why does he want untrimmed construction the same reason i got untrimmed runecrafting he got it as his first one i think okay because i see he just spent RS3. a lot of money in rs3 yeah Okay, I guess. It's like, and it's a, it can, don't get me wrong, it's a good cape to have, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's taking it way too seriously, you know, and it's like, I, I promise you, you don't need to put in this much effort. You don't need to think about it this hard. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have to think about uh, it very hard either. Just, you know, don't equip the leprechaun charm and you're and you're good to go. <laughs> it's a bad item. Yeah, um, that's kind of um, nice that I know that that's bad now um, because now yeah. I can just get bees. Is probably the only yep. thing that I will get. Yeah, all the other ones, you know, I'm gonna are say good. I'm gonna be um, selfish. I might I might get some pollen uh, to start with, but I'm mostly gonna save up for the clothes pouch, uh, log basket, and log brace. Basket and the brace. Will I be think first, you're better then... off, honestly, just only having the rising roots and the mulch because I, I know rising roots is like the best one. I definitely want to at least buy bees once just to get it and see if it's any just good. To see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I imagine That's they'll. Fair. I imagine they'll eventually do balance changes. Now that people are like, oh, this one's the best. This one's the worst. They'll, they might balance them with the the second update. And obviously, there'll be more events the next update. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those That's are the fair. those are the only events right now. Um, next update is supposed to have more events. Um, I remember that one of them is a pheasant event. Um, I, I I don't know when. I don't know what you're gonna do in that one, but. There will be pheasants spawning around trees, and I, think, I love that. <laughs> I think they're not doing that one because no. I think you needed to kill the pheasants or something. Yeah, they're like, fuck oh, those peers. That's... Well, no, because it wasn't peers. It was like, oh, it's like animal abuse, and it's like, what? This is RuneScape. Okay. Yeah, I you got know. bots killing chickens twenty four seven. What do you mean I animal abuse? Stuff. I I don't know. We roll a fucking boulder onto a unicorn in this game. And it's graphic. It's pretty. It's pretty based. I mean, yeah, it's it's a fucked up part of the quest, and like I I kind of love it. Um, but like, y'all better not be crying fucking animal abuse. This is this this is really the state of fucking twenty twenty three. Like, come on, man. This game's rated like T for teen essentially. So, what is the actual? What's the rating board that they use? Peggy 16, that's what it is. Mm. Which is essentially T for teen. You know why yeah. it's Peggy 16? Uh, No, I don't. Alcohol. Nice. It has, the, it has the drugs label because the Peggy board uh, the Peggy board's pretty pretty high, pretty they're pretty antsy strict. about alcohol. Yeah, pretty strict about, yeah. about alcohol use. Um, and then also it has the in-game purchases tag. So Okay, that makes sense. Because bonds and membership. I believe both of those count as in-game purchases on the Peggy board. Interesting. But yeah. Um, um, anyways, forestry. Now we're going to talk about the yeah. forestry shop. Um, there's yeah, some it's... stuff in here. The two-handed axes, like I said earlier, not a part of this. Saddening. Uh, but whatever. I, I'm going to tangent about two-handed axes real quick. I was kind of excited mm-hmm. for the two hundred axes because the concept of, you know, gain more XP yeah, but less I, logs. I was like, let's go AFK. Yeah, even without the even without the the rations, like occasionally you just get better AFK. Like, you know, for for a chop, there's a chance you just dunk at the log. Like, thumbs up. Of course, sounds I good want to me. That. Yeah. And also, I get to the the two handed axe models. In my opinion, they look pretty cool. I kind of like them. They I look some, so sick. I know some yeah. people were not happy about them, but I thought they looked two handed cool. infernal axe. Please give yeah, me. Yeah, I thought they looked pretty sick. I'm curious. I hope it's the case. I hope you can upgrade a two handed dragon axe into a two handed infernal or crystal axe, um, because they said something about like, oh, you know, once you once you turn it into a, a two handed axe, you can't change it back. 
So yeah. I was hoping that I, I imagine it will work this way, but I can I can see a universe where it doesn't. But I'm I'm imagining you can turn a two handed dragon axe into an infernal or crystal one as well. Uh, I don't see a two handed infernal axe. There's a two handed crystal axe. I think they just um, previewed those four specifically. It was the the third age, the dragon, the crystal, and the rune one. I think right. Well, they're all in the on the wiki, right? Oh, are they? The, yeah. Oh, is there not an infernal one? I don't see one. Weird champ. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That is kind of weird. I guess we'll see, but yeah. But yeah, the those are not in the game yet. Um, I will probably not talk about them further. But I was pretty excited for them, so I'm I'm a little sad that they are not actually in the game. But you know what is in the game? The log basket. Uh, this is in the forester shop. Um, it's a fish barrel, but for logs. Thumbs up from me. Love that. Yep. Uh, you can grab it for 5,000 anima-infused bark. And then here we start getting into the bullshit. You will need 300 willow logs, noted, <laughs> and 300 magic logs, noted. Everything in this shop requires both the anima-infused bark and seemingly completely fucking random types of logs and amounts of logs. Yeah, I don't get why you need this. Like, I get that they like, wanted to the add... Point? more of a cost to them as opposed to just the anima infused bark because i can already tell why they didn't want to make it just the anima infused bark that shit's so easy to get holy fuck um they could just adjust how much anima you get though i mean i guess i don't know but like yeah i I, I don't know it's weird i kind of get it but at the same time it's annoying it's especially annoying for theoretical iron men because i think i have a bunch of like random types of logs sitting around let me look at my bank i know i have a shit ton of maple logs because funny uh kingdom moment yeah i have thirty-one thousand maple logs but yeah i only have 218 nice. willow logs and i need 300 for the log basket so i'm just gonna have to go head to drain our village for a little bit and cut down some willows like it's not it's not a, an extreme problem but it's a mild inconvenience you know and, like, if, mm-hmm. if any of these ask for oak logs, bitch, I got 45 oak logs. What the fuck am I doing cutting down oak trees? I guess this, yeah. this makes more sense for Iron Men in the future that are creating new accounts, knowing that this content exists. They'll be like, oh, I'll save some of these oak logs when I'm training woodcutting early on. But you don't even train on oaks for very long. Like, and you're probably training fire making with those because you're going to Winter Todd because you're an iron and I hate you. Don't do that. Go do something else. But it is technically efficient, so fuck you. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm just going to keep going with these rewards. The log basket is cool. <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, log brace. You don't want the log basket in your inventory? Well, guess what? You can put it on your forester kit that goes on your backpack. This one costs 3,000 anima-infused bark. Good change. Yeah, good change. Uh, 3,000 anima-infused bark, 300 maple logs, and 300 U-logs. Noted, of course. You can't hold that many in your inventory. Uh, and in order to make the all-in-one forestry kit, you'll need 75 smithing, 75 woodcutting. That is some. That is a relatively steep smithing level, all things considered. Um, 45 nails. I hope that's any type of nail. I hope it's not, like, specifically iron nails or something. Bronze uh, nails. Yeah. Uh, two ropes <laughs> and three adamant bars. I imagine it's any yeah, type I- of nail. I assume because they don't specify it's any nail. For some reason, I was thinking like iron nails were just called nails, 
Um, but I'm remembering now that they, they all have a material type listed, so. Yeah. It's not like, um, there's something where it just says, like, the base version is just whatever. Planks. Planks, yeah. Regular also planks are just planks. Yeah, crossbow. Anyways, uh, lumberjack outfit. This is useless. Um, unless you're a weird iron, iron man, or I guess even a main account, since... Uh, this isn't tradable. If you're a weird restricted account, this could theoretically be useful, but you can buy the lumberjack outfit for like a thousand to a thousand five hundred per piece and random assortments of logs. U logs and magic logs. And the top requires redwood logs. What the fuck? Yeah, just go get ninety wood cutting before you're allowed to have your lumberjack top. What? Yeah, I, I don't understand this. Um it's still like infinitely faster yeah, just, just to go do just it. Just go via... do temple trekking. Yeah, way lower like requirements. Twenty minutes of temple trekking, and it takes like no time at all. This is yeah. so weird. But I, I was fine with them adding this. Like whatever, sure, cool. But these prices are wacky. Like the anime infused bark doesn't matter. But for reference, uh, the lumberjack top sixty u logs, one hundred twenty magic logs, and one hundred and twenty redwood logs. If you're if you're an Iron Man trying to buy this, you need ninety wood cutting before you can have the lumberjack top. Like what? Is there other ways for irons to get redwood logs? I, the I have no only idea. other method is shades, and you need redwood logs to be able to get the redwood logs from shades. I believe. Oh yeah, okay. So cool. Yeah, you're you're totally right. You need the gold chest. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, just, you know, go fuck yourself. Get 90 woodcutting before you can get the outfit that boosts your woodcutting level. Like, what What was the plan with this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, I can understand, okay, magic logs. Sure, whatever, fine. Like, you want it to be kind of expensive. I can get that. 75 isn't crazy high. Like, whatever. But redwood logs? Kind of weird. Like, I can understand, like, some of these. But, like, and we shouldn't cater the whole game to Iron Man, but, like... That, it, I don't that know, one just makes make no sense, sense to me. Yeah, it just... And it's yeah. only the top that requires redwood logs. Like, what? It just, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. It's very weird. They all require just, like, different amounts, and I don't I don't yeah. understand the rationale behind it. Like, the, the hat requires 200U, 100 magic. The legs require 160U, 140 magic. And the boots only require 200U logs. Like, huh? It just... I don't know. Weird. It's big thonk cool though i guess i wasn't gonna buy it anyways so uh and then also um you can instead get the forestry outfit which is a cosmetic override for the uh lumberjack outfit that makes you look like tingle from the legend of zelda each piece costs 1250 anima infused bark the appropriate lumberjack outfit piece and 60 of every type of log Why? Every single one. Oak, willow, teak, maple, mahogany, arctic pine, yew, magic, and redwood. They should just cost anima. Per piece. I don't... Like, maybe they're trying to make the logs valuable again by, like, making you have to use these, but... I don't know. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. The clothes pouch is kind of cool. Yeah, this is actually... I, I like this, and I hope they do this with, like, Graceful or something in the future. That might be a controversial opinion, but I don't care. Um, if you're really attached to your current fashion scape, 
we have the product for you. The clothes pouch will let you gain all the benefits of the Lumberjack outfit while wearing whatever you like. Um, do note that other set bonuses will override uh, what's in your clothes pouch. So if you're wearing graceful, the uh, it says specifically if you're wearing a graceful top, the benefit from your Lumberjack top will be ignored. Um, so it prevents you from wearing like graceful or anything. Oh, I just stopped chopping mm-hmm. trees. I've been sitting at my bank. There's nobody here anymore. Sad. Um, yeah, so you you can't wear, you know, stuff like that, which I guess makes sense. Fine. Um, but, you know, now you can just wear random bullshit, which is kind of fun. Uh, you can grab this item for 10,000 anima infused bark, 300 willow logs, 300 maple logs, which is like, that's a reasonable price. I, it's a weirdly large amount of those but whatever uh, and then you'll craft it with 50 crafting and 50 woodcutting using a thread and some leather neat I like that yep. change I kind of hope to see more items like that um, that allow us to wear other stuff I'd love to see one for graceful I was kind of hoping the clothes pouch would just work with all the uh, the outfits but you know yeah, beggars can't nice, be choosers, I guess. But it, it is specifically an attachment to the. Uh, is it specifically an attachment to the? Yeah, it goes in your uh, your kit. Does it? Okay. You yeah. Kit. I think. Uh, there isn't a spot for it in it, but I know you, you buy it as a blueprint. So I'm not sure if it's like a separate item here. I'm gonna wiki this. Clothes pouch. The wiki might not be updated yet for it. Let's take a look. The clothes pouch is an item. That's all I need yeah, to know. Yeah, the clothes pouch can be stored in the forestry kit. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Yeah. The I hope I hope to see more items like that log. in the future. Yeah, funky shaped yeah. log. This is probably the only one that a lot of people care about. <laughs> um, it's the only one I care about. Uh, it's a beaver pet transmog. You can you can feed. I don't it. have the beaver yet. You can feed it to the beaver. And then the beaver can then eat another type of log, and it will change colors based on the type of log you feed it. Cool. Yeah, it's like the uh, Guardians of the Rift uh, pet transmog thing, but it permanently unlocks rather than being a thing it's in your so bank forever. so dumb. <laughs> I hate that shit. Like, it's the only one. Uh, the, the fucking... Uh, the red acorn you get from Sepulchre, I'm pretty sure is a permanent unlock, if I remember right. The, yeah, the, the heron blue heron is permanent, permanent unlock. Mm-hmm. But the Guardians of the Rift one, no, that one you talk to your, you give it to your guy, and he just changes into it, and you get to keep it because oh no, what if he changes it? What if you tell him to change into a, a the astral altar one, and and he changes back? Then you're gonna then you wouldn't have the item. Just make it so I could use a dialogue option with him. Just, yeah. just make it unlock a dialogue option, and I can just Please. tell him to change into the thing. Why? Yeah, it, Why? It doesn't make any sense. This game is the king of inconsistency. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, it costs 15,000 anima-infused bark and 500 of every type of log. Why? I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess for this one, sure, I'll allow it. But weird. It's it's still just weird. And then you may be wondering what happened to two-handed axes. 
we made the decision to move this reward to the second part of the update so we can correctly address your feedback regarding this hefty new reward. It's almost like they they advertised it as you just get more AFK ability and then like threw on random run energy mechanics to it at the last second. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the, the run energy mechanics and like why they wanted to do that, but I don't know. They... Did they need to? I don't understand it. Why couldn't it just work? Well, because it's just more XP per hour for doing nothing. No, you had to buy the upgrade. Okay, I guess. I don't know. It's probably not going to be cheap. Uh, maybe? I mean, it's probably just going to be logs and, and anima infused I mean, bark, Yeah, but right? it'll probably be like a million of every type of log. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I can't imagine it going for more than like a couple hundred k on the GE yeah, probably, at most. But like, I don't know. I don't. As far as I understand, it wouldn't be like a significant XP boost. It would just be like an XP boost. I, I don't know. Who knows? It, it's. Well, I, I feel like the communication for forestry has been in stark contrast for for both forestry and. For, to some degree, Desert Treasure 2 has been in stark contrast to the communication we've had for sailing. We hear nothing about these updates until they drop, like, the pull blog on us. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about their ideas for it. Whereas with sailing, we're constantly I mean, I like getting we had, communication. I feel like we had a decent amount of communication for for the other ones. Like, we got, like, blogs before, like, for the betas and stuff. Uh, before the poll blogs, but I mean, we definitely haven't been getting as much information as we have with sailing, yeah, but I think sailing is kind of special in that regard. I guess, but it's the shit where they just like, they're changing these mechanics last second. Like as they dropped yeah. the, as they literally didn't tell us anything about tease about what they actually did until they just fucking dropped it on us when they were polling them. Suddenly these tertiary effects and the actual effects that they had were just there they are. We didn't discuss them with you at all, but here, vote. We, I, we discussed most it, other things, it, but just vote on It's a mixed these. thing for me. I want the devs to have more freedom in what they do, right? Because the community isn't always going to vote for what's like best for the game. But also, like when the devs come at us with shit like the tease, then it's like, do I really trust the developers? Specifically the tertiary with... effects. Yeah. Or um... The tertiary effects were just so wild. Just way out there. Or there's like the the uh, rewards from the uh, Amir's Arena, right? Yeah, just like they, way they came out, out out with all of those stuff, and I'm like, do 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 any players want these rewards? Does anyone want this shit? Clearly, no, because we voted no on it. But you know, like for the most part, I trust the developers, but sometimes they just come out out from left field with these like ideas that. Like, make me think, like, what the fuck were they cooking, dude? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes they probably just end up in, like, an echo chamber where all the devs yeah. agree that it's a good idea and they don't have any outside input. And so they're like, oh, the players probably want this. And they, they kind of convince themselves that it's it's a good change and then it gets out there and then they're like, oh, wait. And they, they like, hear the reasoning from the players and they're like, oh, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not out of ill intent. Or yeah. even out of a, a misunderstanding of the game, 
It's just they think they of something that was, to snap them back into reality. They, they think of something that theoretically is like a good like the, all the bonuses from the tertiary effects are good, right? I would like those buffs, but I don't want them to come from forestry. <laughs> what the heck, man? Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, like if those I, were in the game somehow related to the thing that they actually affect, maybe I'd mm-hmm. be okay with it. But specifically yeah, I mean, increased superior chance from forestry just sounded so weird. Like I'd want to use that all the time because mm-hmm. superiors are like, that's a big deal, right? <laughs> like I'm yeah. trying to get elite diary or elite uh, combat achievements because the superior chance goes up and that's crazy good. So I don't know. It's, yeah. And I mean, it's weird. like, you know, Michael had talked to us about like, oh, you know, skilling should give you things that help with combat. But, you know, I like I said there, I feel like that's not the same. That's yeah, as... that's overstepping the bounds a little bit, I think. Yeah, because like you get, you know, potions and food and armor, not like increased tertiary to... effects. Yeah. Um, they they help you in killing the thing. They don't like boost your chance of getting stuff, which is something that like RS3 does a lot and a lot of people don't like those systems where it's like you know you need to do a million things before you're able to do it's something because you need all the, the boosts. air quotes efficiency scape stuff where you have to go around and yeah. find all the fucking infinity stones that help you do the thing you want to do not a huge fan yeah, of that. that yeah it can be annoying but yeah uh, that's forestry all that's in the game right now um, and our, yeah. our various tangents. Part two will contain leaves and tertiary effects. No, it won't. It's only going to contain tertiary effects because the leaves are already in the game, you fucking idiots. Campfires and bonfires. Do we bonfires. need to talk about the part two stuff? I, I think it's important for the people to know that this is, this is what's, it's still on the way. I mean, it's... What's in store? Yeah, it, it's, I'm just going to read this list and that's just the end of it, right? It, the tea brewing, the new events, there's going to be a couple more events, probably like four or five more, I'd guess. New rewards, including the two-handed axe. Not just the two-handed axe, noticeably. It says including the two-handed axe. There's going to be other stuff. I guess the other stuff relating to the new events. Maybe some other things. Probably. Um, Yeah, there's more events planned. Yeah, new events is one of the things. Uh, Balancing and feedback changes. Yeah, balancing and feedback. So they'll probably, with the set of new events, they'll probably balance the, the current ones based on player feedback as well. Um, and then they're they're going to have like some Discord stages now that they've realized that the Discord stages for sailing have done very well. They're going to communicate this update uh, a little bit more. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. And then the Part 2 poll will go up uh, July 12th through 19th. And then the update will probably come out at the end of July, kind of like this one just came out at the end of June, I would imagine. So. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Uh, anything else for us to talk about in here? Pride event's over. Yeah. You're no longer allowed to be survey. gay. Pride's over. Yeah. N- no more No more. June pride, is coming boys. to an end. Back Sorry, end. boys. Pack up the pride. It's all over. Um, there's a survey, so you should go vote in that. A uh, chisel has been added. Still... A chisel spawn has been added to Guardians of the Rift. This is game changing. Let's fucking go. <laughs> That's actually huge. I've forgotten a chisel so many times. 
And I was always like, man, it feels like there should be a chisel spawn here. Wait! This pisses me off, actually. They can change it to add mm. a chisel spawn, but they can't fucking update the guardian eye? Fuck you guys. Yes. Eat <laughs> shit. You're, you're still thinking about Guardians of the Rift. Don't try and hit me with the, oh, we didn't think about Guardians. No, you just updated it. Update the, the fucking eyeball. Assholes. Um, let's see. They updated the escape crystal as well. Um, there's a new visual and textual indication to, in, to tell players when the crystal is active or deactive. Uh, Right-click option now allows player to toggle the auto-teleport on and off. Um, that's it. Yeah, not much. Um... But I think now is a, a good time then to go to break. This week's update is brought to you by Breath of the Wild 2. Or as I've heard it called at one time, Breath of the Kingdom. Go buy it if you like Zelda. It's a pretty fun game. I, I'm not paid by Nintendo. I just genuinely think the game's pretty good. This week's update is brought to you by this struggling sapling. He's just a sad little guy. He's a little guy. Give him a little, give him a little hand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, welcome back from the break. Um, Bird and I thought it might be a little fun if we go through the uh, survey they had and kind of, you know, talk our way through it and, you know, show us or show you guys what our like thought process is while we kind of fill out one of these surveys because I think these surveys are really important for giving the, I take them very the old school seriously. team. Yeah, when I actually remember to do them, you know. I want the old school team to have like a you know a good idea of like what I want in the game because I hope that they take the feedback seriously and like use it to you know determine I, the I imagine future they do, development because as I was discussing earlier right, I don't think a lot of people I don't think a large portion of the player base is actually like going on the uh, the blog every week and reading all the blog posts so I imagine only they're like most enfranchised players are actually taking these surveys. So I'd like to hope that they take the results from them pretty seriously. So uh, th this one is uh, at the end of the uh, forestry blog. It was also uh, in the is... most recent Gilmore Gazette. This is the same one. I think I've, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast over the course of the last couple episodes, but we've never talked about it in depth because we had other things to talk about. Yeah, and I forgot to do it. So now I'm doing it now. Um, so first thing it does when it, when you open up the poll, this is pretty standard, is it asks for your total level. Um, so I'm in the highest bracket here, 2,000. Wow, what a fucking loser. <laughs> is the, is the highest bracket 2,000 to 2,277 in this one? Because I know sometimes yeah, they, 2000 plus. sometimes they split up the, uh, 2,200 bracket as well. No, just 2,000 plus. 2,001 plus, actually. And I, I personally think it's worth it to split out into the 2,200 bracket as well. Because 2,200 yeah, is it, like, that's the 
that's the end 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 game players mm-hmm. yeah that there's quite a bit of grinding you have to do to get from 2200 to or to get from to 2000 to 2200 that's probably yeah. like the longest bracket Ooh, hey multivent mm-hmm. um yeah so we uh i'm gonna just <laughs> not talk for a minute actually while i do yeah, this yeah, event. Let's, let's let's do this event here this is just a part of the recording now um Green leaves is the third ingredient. Is good here. Uh, what's green leaves? I always clicked him when I was doing smithing. Okay, so at the end of the first section of the survey, uh, they are asking you to rank uh, one through five from most favorite to least favorite. Uh, different activities so they have quests pvm updates as in bosses and raids skilling updates pvp updates and game modes like leagues and dead man so this is this is pretty easy for me i'm gonna do five for quests or no sorry not five one for quests i love questing uh pvm updates i'm gonna put as two skilling updates three pvp is five uh game modes is four And now we can move on to the next page. Yeah. Those are just the trying to figure out what kind of a player you are questions. Yeah. How do you describe your overall enjoyment of quests and old school RuneScape? I find them extremely enjoyable. Wow. How do you describe your enjoyment of the following elements in existing quests? The stories, the characters, the dialogue, the cl- locations, the combat, the puzzles, the rewards. Um, this is just to kind of figure out why you like to quest. Um, so, you know, I I really like quests for the story. I think the story in RuneScape is really compelling. You know, a- a- other MMOs have stories, but, like, a lot of the quests are really just kind of filler. Um, so, you know, the stories and the characters are pretty good. The dialogue can range from very enjoyable to pretty bad. Yeah, um, very true. I, I think the dialogue in quests is actually really important. I actually like to read the dialogue because some of sometimes it's just banger. Sometimes it's just hilarious mm-hmm. or interesting. Uh, so I think the dialogue is really important, and I think they've done a fairly good job with a lot of the newer quests. Um, yeah, I, it's mostly older quests that have like really bad dialogue. Some of the older quests are really fucking good though, like just absolutely co- absolute comedy gold in some of those fucking quest dialogues. But a lot of them are just mm. terrible, boring, and lame. I also... Oh, God. Uh, the next question is, if you had to pick one single quest as your favorite, which would you pick? And it gives you literally every single quest. <laughs> uh, I like the locations a lot. You know, going to Prif as a reward is super cool. Like, going to the new locations mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I'm super excited for Desert Treasure 2, the new places that the bosses will be in. I definitely want to see that. Yeah. Below Ice Mountain was cool because it added, like, a new spot. I love the locations is, like, probably my favorite part of quests is seeing new places. And then, obviously, the things to do in those new places are also important. But I just like places and them looking cool. Yeah, I mean, new locations are always exciting because, you know, there's so much that they could put in there. Yeah, like... Whenever, whenever they make one of the black voids on the map a thing, I'm always super excited. You know, I don't know what my favorite quest would be. I put Song of the Elves. Probably, no, probably like Dragon Slayer too. That's also a I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, probably Dragon Slayer 2. Sins of the Father, actually. No, that's my favorite. That one's also I really good. enjoyed Sins of the Father. I did that one blind. Uh, I like Dragon I Slayer 2 a lot. Because I feel like Dragon Slayer 2 simultaneously takes itself very seriously. And like not quite as seriously as something like Song of the Elves or Sins of the Father does. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You know they changed the uh, the story a bit in uh, Dragon Slayer 2. Like, since pretty its recently. initial launch? Yeah, pretty recently. Oh, what did they do? Bob no longer uh, is killed due to you jumping out of the way. He jumps in front of you now. Weird chant? Yeah. So, they, they changed that. <laughs> and it doesn't make an, a ton of sense, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yep. That feels like some more fucking chosen one bullshit. I don't know how I feel about that. Jumping out of the way and getting Bob killed very much retained the, you're just like a nuisance. You're just a guy. <laughs> yeah, you're just... And you yeah. fuck up sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, realistically, you didn't fuck up, right? You wanted to live, and Bob just happened to be there. El Bozo. I thought it was fine. I don't know. That seems like a weird change. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, when playing quests, how do you generally interact with them? Uh, I do them. And <laughs> they want to know if you spend more time on like the main path, or if you do like the optional elements, or if you just kind of spacebar through is the last option. Um, I, I spend time on the main quest, uh, and I and I do explore some of the side stuff, too. Um and I'll, after the quest, go back and explore any of the new areas. Like when Sins of the Father came out and I uh, found the area where they have, like, the blood belts. And I was like, holy shit, guys. Guys, cannonable blood belts. going to be cracked. Yeah, cannonable multi-blood That shit belts. changed the game for blood belts. They went from, like, oh a pretty alright task to just a, a crazy good task. Yeah. It's a cannonable task that has superiors. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's cracked. Uh, when comparing old school exclusive quests, those released after 2013, to the legacy quests, those from 2007 and earlier, what do you find more enjoyable? The exclusive quests, by far, dude. Yeah, oh my god. They're so much better. I'm, I'm glad the old quests are still in the game. Some of them have a unique charm to them that I wouldn't want to lose. But on large, the like gameplay elements of the old quests are, are just not, not quite as fun. Mm-hmm. And as we said, the dialogue in the new request is, you know, often yeah, a lot I, better. I'm, I can't remember the name of the quest, but there's a quest where, like, your character, like, emotes with, like, asterisks throughout the whole oh, thing. Oh, fucking, it's that's real... uh, Rat Catchers. Yeah, it's so cringe. Oh my god, Rat Catchers can actually go burn. It's so bad. Yeah, Rat Catchers has pretty terrible writing. Uh, and all of the actual interactive parts of the quest are boring as well. Bad quest. Yeah. But, you know, Recipe for Disaster is pretty fire. Um, I really love the... I think it's... Yeah, it's Recipe for Disaster. When you're making the uh, the cake for the Lumbridge Guide and you have to take the fucking quizzes about, like, the NPCs and they, like, pop out of the eggs or whatever. I love that. Oh, hey. There's another tree event. Let's I'm go! Participate. Um, for each of the following elements, what would you say they are done better in old school exclusive quests or legacy quests? And they want to know for stories, characters, dialogue, location, combat, puzzles, or rewards. 
I think for the most part, it's better in old school. However, I will say the puzzles, you know, they're about the same across the board. Um, they definitely were more puzzle focused in older quests. Um, so I actually, I think Legacy gets that. And I think Legacy also gets rewards better. Because they're more willing to give you just a cannon for a low-level shit quest. <laughs> like, the, the rewards are insane for old quests. Like, new quests are like, okay, here's a thing, but we had to, like, really nerf it because, of, you know, we don't want anything better than the the stuff that came out in 2005. Like, you're, we're never gonna get, uh, like, we, we got uh, Below Ice Mountain, uh, the, the, the area there. Uh, Camdozel or whatever. Yeah, Camdozel. Yeah, Camdozel. It got nerfed to the ground because it was, you know, a bit oh, no. better in free to play. Prior XP in free to play. So I think the puzzles and the rewards are probably better in old quests, but like everything else, like the the actual like quest is by far better in old school. Uh, when it comes to adding new quests, how appealing would you find the following? Quests that continue existing storylines, quests that start new storylines, and standalone quests. Um, I mean, I think most people prefer, like, storylines, like, you know, quests that, like, aren't standalone. Yeah, I like I don't it. Know I like just... it when quests have storylines a lot. Yeah. I, I, you know, when they release Desert Treasure 2, it's like, oh boy, continuations of things. I, I'm always excited to see what storyline they're going to continue next. I think there's a question about this, too. Um. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, should we focus on, you know, finishing a storyline or should we continue jumping around? I love the way they, yeah. they jump around and just like, yeah, do random. St- I'm always excited like to see anything's what happens getting next. too much. Yeah, it feels like, you know, nothing's getting too much attention. Except for the desert. The desert's getting a lot of attention right now. But I think I think Desert Treasure, yeah. desert treasure 2, while starting in the desert and like the, the vault thing is in the desert, a lot of it occurs outside of the desert. As far as my understanding yeah. goes, so because Desert Treasure One was that way, so yeah, I mean it's not a desert quest line, you know, that's yeah. a different quest. So, um, when it comes, yeah, when it comes to new quests, how appealing would you find the additional quests in each of the following tiers? Novice, uh, intermediate, experienced, master, grandmaster. So uh, more appealing as you get closer to grandmaster for me. Yeah, I'm I still say... want lower level quests in the game. It's always fun, and obviously, if you want to start a new storyline, you know, you probably want to add some, some, some baby boy quests. But yeah, I'm gonna say intermediate is somewhat unappealing, or not intermediate. Novice is somewhat unappealing, just because like usually they're it's not like terribly a... interesting quests. Getting ahead, you know? I think, was the one that's south of the farming guild. That was like kind of a nothing quest. It had the bear in it, I guess, the headless bear. But like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about eh. that quest. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking?" About? Yeah, the the headless bear. And then also, yeah, it's like, cool. Also, the other Nuzea quest where you had to like run around to all the different temples. That one was also kind of boring. Because that one's just uh, like a lore setup. Nothing actually happens in that quest. I don't even know what quest you're talking. It was the, about, it was the most recent honest. one. Uh, where you had to go to all the temples and like collect the things. Oh, oh, the... what did you call it? I didn't give it a name. I I don't know what it's called. Oh, okay. It's um, Garden uh, of Death. Garden of Death. Yeah. 
I was gonna say death something. I'm like, no, that's not right. Thinking of death plateau. Uh, yeah, Guardian Death. That quest sucked. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I hated the it. The puzzles were like all right, but nothing happened. That was the problem. It was just all lore setup, and it's yeah. like whatever, man. That should have just been part of another quest. Yeah, it should have been part of another quest, and it should have been like one or two sections, not like six. Or it should have, or like, there could have been six sections, but like something else happens in between every section. At that point, you're getting it to be like a master or a grandmaster quest because it's so fucking long and you're probably adding all kinds of weird shit, so. I don't know. It was just so boring. Like, I, I was interested for the first, like, one and a half, and then it was just the same thing yeah. over and over, and I was like, fuck, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah, it was, I was doing it blind, too. It was too long, and I, like I said, I think if they had made it so there was, like, something else that happened in between each section of puzzle if you had to like go fight a guy or go do a different thing or, or something just something other than that puzzle repeatedly like six times in a row it probably would have been fine but yeah so i put right in the middle intermediate you know i could you know sure give us a quest of that tier i don't think we've seen really quests of that tier in a while um let's see let me, let me look at what the ratings of these quests were I was getting, oh, yeah. I was getting I... ahead. Can we filter by... Getting ahead was intermediate. Um, okay. And then... Garden of it, Death. Getting ahead was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Garden of Death was intermediate. I feel like that should be novice. That that was a nothing quest. Oh, there's an, a, there's an official the difficulty page. Oh, it yeah, Temple like... of the Eye was uh, intermediate. I guess. I wish that, I wish I could sort by release date on these pages. I know. I might add that. All honestly. the current ones were intermediate. That's about it though. We haven't had like a real quest in oh, this. Below tier, Ice though. Mountain was novice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be nice if we had some more quests in that tier. Um experienced and master I put as somewhat appealing, you know. I'd be fine with those, but but yeah, the quests that everyone really wants is the grandmasters. Those those are the juicy ones. Well, hang on a second. Beneath Curse Sands and uh, Sins of the Father are both master quests. True. Master quests ain't nothing but, to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But like the grandmaster ones are like you know they tend to be very long and they have a lot of content to them. I guess. I mean, currently uh, the only Grandmaster quests are Dragon Slayer 2, Monkey Madness 2, and Song of the Elves. So. Yeah. And I. Is Desert Treasure 2 give me Grandmaster? I imagine it would. Uh, I think so. It probably shows it on the actual. It doesn't show it on the, uh, the list, but if I check it in game. Desert the Treasure wiki lists as Grandmaster. Yeah, Desert Treasure 2 is Grandmaster, yeah. It's not yeah. shown on the page so, on the page that has all Grandmaster quests. I'll probably update that right now. Um, yeah. So they they also want to know how interested would you uh, be in seeing us at a new tier quest above Grandmaster in the future? The problem with that is we don't have enough Grandmaster quests to like yeah. warrant another tier above it. You know, I, like I am interested in that. I would like to see what you could do with that, but. Grandmaster quests uh, are already like crazy in and of themselves. And I feel like if yeah. we start adding 
whatever the fuck you'd call a tier above Grandmaster. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. Whatever that becomes, I feel like at that point, those are going to be really fucking hard quests. Like, you need to add actual insane difficulty. Because if the if the Desert Treasure 2 bosses are of any substance at all, Desert Treasure 2 will be the hardest quest in the game, probably. Um... It really just comes down to how difficult the quest versions of the bosses are, you know? How much they're nerfed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how many new quests would you like to see per year? I think I said like four. But eight. I think we need a lot more quests. I, I think yeah. we should have like a team dedicated to adding quests. I think I said and like four. I'm fine... Because that's assuming that they're all, like, experienced through Grandmaster tier. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I'm fine with, like... You but know, yeah, if we had if we had some novice and five, intermediate ones sprinkled in, yeah. I'd expect something more in the realm of eight. Yeah. I think they could do it, too. With how big the old school team is, like, I feel like we could pump out some, some quests. They don't all have to be crazy, you know, they can be I'm some... Hoping, uh, if slash when sailing gets released, um, that adds a lot of space for new quests. Oh yeah, for sure it will. Um, how interested would we be in seeing new quests in the following storylines? Desert, which is the Beneath Crescent and Ithlaren's little helper. I want to see so far. Gnome so. slash monkey. Monkey Madness 2 is like done. What else would we add there? Um, is there, isn't there a bit of a cliffhanger? Like, Gluff, there, di- Gluff dies, but like, I, I feel like there was some string that was like left open to interpretation it's been a while um i guess theoretically you know the people that were like aligned the the gnomes that were aligned with glove and all like the other people that were aligned with glove could yeah. like theoretically start like their own thing and we'd have to go deal Maybe. with that i'd be fine with this quest line being done though i think yeah same um i feel like that would probably become like a part of another quest like the Gloff's old allies start fucking around and like in, a, in another part of a quest they're a nuisance but it's a completely separate yeah. quest line they just happen to be there kind of thing because that happens a lot too a lot of the quest lines are like intertwined with each other which is always kind of cool dragonkin i think this one's also done is there a cliffhanger at the end of the dragonkin quest line um not really i don't think um but the dragonkin I think it's less of that questline being done and more of exploring the lore of, like, the old Dragonkin. Yeah. Theoretically, I mean, there's I some think stuff Zorgoth, to do there. But... The, the weird dragon dude is still alive. Um, I don't know if we kill him. I don't think we do. So, sure, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to put somewhat uninterested still for that just because... I, I I feel like Dragon Slayer is in a good place for now. Um, great friend. Uh, I want to know who the fuck Zarek is. Yeah, I want to know who Zarek is, and I want to see Varlamore. Get it done, yeah, Jagex. Give me Varlamore. Yeah. Get, also, like, there's it's a whole new continent. Basically, we can explore. Also, I want to know more about region. the uh, the blue people. The blue people. The the guys under Mount Karum. The fucking three huge guys. Mm. We know a little bit about yeah, them, yeah, but like, yeah. what? Who are they? Why do they exist? 
We know that they're like into balance or whatever. Like, why? Are yeah, they gods? They're, they're some kind of demigod, yeah. clearly? Like, what's going on? I'd yeah. love to hear more about that. I'd love to investigate them. And also, yeah, like, the, the Arceus people in general. Mm-hmm. We know a little it, bit about like them. There's, like, books. Yeah, there's books you can read that, like, explain that a bit. I've read some like of them. Like, how they came to be but, like, but... I'd, I'd love to see more about that i think that that lore is interesting because there's, there's a lot of stuff to explore on zaya that whatever I'd, I'd love to see more yeah um and like din i want to know more about din yeah i i feel like they kind of forgot about all that <laughs> um the myrik quest line sins of the father and in aid of them i'd love to see the grandmaster quest that comes after sins yeah. of the father yep because i i want to that's kill the end of that. big daddy vampire yep, yep. that's finish that quest line give me another upgrade to the fucking uh staff that gives it a real special attack Whatever yeah the, the be flail because nice, the special attack yeah, the the Ivanis flail has like a special attack, but it just does nothing. Yeah, it works specifically all the fight against like for... vampire juvenites or something, and it, it yeah. suspends them. It's like cool, whatever. Give me a real special attack. I don't care what it does. I just want it to do something. And like maybe its stats can get better. I don't care. Mm-hmm. The pirate quest line. I don't really remember how this ends. It's been a while. I don't think it really does end. I've... You just like you like fight the dude on that island, right? Uh, the the big mech guy in like the suit. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, barrel chest, barrel chest. Yes, and that's like the end of the quest line. Like I don't know, I I, I don't know where what what else there is for that quest line. Like, was there a cliffhanger? Hang on a second. Yeah, we can look this uh, up. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Um, Pirate Quest Line is kind of weird. There's Rum Deal, right? Where yeah. you you get Captain Braindeath his rum and you get him to fuck off. There's Cabin Fever, where you go to Masla Harmless. And there's Great Brain mm-hmm. Robbery, where, you know, you kill uh, What's-His-Nut, uh, Barrel, Barrel Chest. chest. None of these quests are really connected at all. Yeah. I mean, they're connected in that you have to do one to be able to get to the other physically. But that's it. Um, so, like, I this is some more possible sailing quests, I guess. Yeah, I think that'd be a neat way to, like, continue sailing. I'm going to put kind of a... It's like, neither interested nor uninterested. Yeah, it's kind it. of it's kind of a, a spot where they could expand, but there's no like particular quest line you're continuing. You're just kind of adding more stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Temple Knight Sea Slug thing though is yes. definitely on a cliffhanger. I want to. I want to see the. the Ain't the nothing's happened there since like 2006. Yeah. Like we've just kind of left everyone to like sit there with like these parasites on this dock and like witch haven is all like mind controlled and there's the the thing under the the lighthouse and it's like i don't know what's going on yeah 
I definitely like to see. I don't know how it goes in RS3, but I know that this quest line is like largely done in RS3. So I'd love to see yeah. the, their version of this in old school. Because that's one thing I really like. I love that. I think this is also a question on the survey. I love that our, the OSRS quest series are sometimes the same, but often like similar-ish, but different. They diverge. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. Yeah, because, like, I know with, like, Song of the Elves, like, the, the factions are different. Yeah, because in, uh, in, uh... in RS3, it's called Plague's End. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Camelot quests? I don't care about the Camelot quests. Yeah, this is... Does anyone care about these quests? <laughs> Camelot was just... It was British people being British and shoehorning the Camelot shit into the game. Fucking whatever. Yeah, man. yeah. Just it's King's done. Ransom was actually kind of a fun quest. I mean, I'm not saying like I dislike the quest, but like, yeah, I don't think I don't know. Really I don't... Cares. Yeah, like I, I didn't feel motivated to, like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens with with King Arthur next. If you were excited know. to see what happens with King Arthur uh, next, I'm not sorry. I don't care. <laughs> um the Dorgishan quest though i am very yes. interested in this is another spot cause... where i'd love to see the way that they diverge because i actually i went and read how this goes in rs3 um because uh, malachi was talking about like the quest reward you get from the the last one in this quest series uh, which i think i talked about on the podcast briefly um but i'd be very interested to see where they take the direction of this one well, where does it go in RS3? Uh, you like, you know, you, you figure out what happened to, to, to put it simply, you figure out what happened to Xanic. Xanic's like uh, a, a Bandosian war general or some shit. I don't really remember. And then at the end, you have to make a decision to either kill her or s- spare her or something. And Oh, interesting. You get a different version of the item depending on whether you killed her or spared her. If you killed her, it's like a bloodied version, and if you spared her, it's like a, a an honorable version. I think is what it's called. Huh. Neat. I'm still interested in. Yeah, in I'd love to see more how this goes. Quests. Yeah, Goblin's cool. Please make the city better, though. Yeah, I'd love to see a Dorgish Khan refresh. Yeah. Uh, Fairy Tale Part Three, please. I need this yes. in my life. I don't care what um, happens anymore. Just add it to the game. <laughs> yeah, please, for the love of God. Um, I I just want a, a conclusion to this, and I I don't really care too much about the rewards. I just want the story to end. If we get the uh the prayer alignments, it'd be cool if there's like a fairy prayer alignment. That feels odd, though, because like I don't know. The fairies aren't like a religious thing. You don't pray to the fairies. Do they have a god? You can pray to the moon. I guess. Um I don't know. Maybe. Don't I've know. always I've always felt there's there was like a connection there because they're like they're the moon. <laughs> and there's like all the cosmic entity bullshit that's like related to being able to use fairy rings and there's all this this weird like ethereal shit. So maybe not prayer book, but some kind of like magical power, you know? Maybe not a spell book. Def- I don't think it's a spell book, but there's something going on there, you know. Some kind of room for expansion. 
But yeah, Fairy Tale Part 3. Do it. Yes, please. Uh, Fromenic? I think Fromenic feels mostly done now, right? Um. With Fromenic Exiles? I mean, I think there's always room for expansion there. But yeah, it, it's pretty well concluded right now. I don't think it's particularly pertinent that they make more of that. You could probably do more stuff with like the Moon Clan, Moon Clan, and the uh, yeah. Fremnix. Yeah, we could probably get more with that, and I don't know. Maybe there's a way you can become the chief of the Fremnix or something. That might be cool. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It is the uh, the Moon Clan stuff. Is that part of the Fremenic questline, or yeah. is that part of lunar a diplomacy? Is considered part of the uh, Fremenic questline. Okay, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing some stuff there. Um, the dwarf questline. Technically, uh, a cliffhanger, but I don't know how much I care about this questline. To be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna put it kind of in the middle. Um, I also don't care about how the quests or the troll quests go. Yeah, what do we have? What's you the know, last ship for troll right now? Like, how's that? Making friends with my arm. Oh, you yeah, that's kind of over. Yeah, I feel like that quest line is also another one where, like, yeah, you could theoretically add more, but like, it's done. It's good. I like it. You're gonna hate my response to this next one. Cold War needs a uh, addition. An elemental workshop uh, does too. Elemental workshop. I don't Give me care a little workshop three. Do it, cowards. I don't care. Cold War does need something else though. Elemental workshop. Nah. Give me more elemental workshop. They have modern game the... design tricks now. They could make it interesting and fun. They could. I think they could make something but, really cool if they put yeah. their minds to it. Yeah, maybe. But uh, Masharat, the last one. I really want to see where this goes. Dude, I'm going to be honest. I don't really care about the Majorat. Yeah. Really? I, it's kind of cool, I guess. But every time I've interacted with them in old school, I'm like, cool, whatever. I don't know. I've, I've never had the same hype about these guys as everybody else. I, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed Secrets of the North, and I'm interested to see what goes on with the with the skelly bros i i like their new designs too yeah i think they look cool i don't know secrets of the north was not very exciting to me i'm gonna be honest maybe really? it's just the mindset i was in when i did that quest but i was not super enthralled by that quest i thought it was it was it was cool don't get me wrong but like i don't know it didn't really get me. I was maybe I was just hoping for more, but it, it didn't excite me very much. Muspa was the coolest part. I like that boss fight. Um, honestly, the most interesting part is that the guy with the fucking bow sword showed up. That's all I yes. care about. The actual Skelly Bros. I don't know. Fuck those guys. So I I kind of liked working with. Kazard, that was kind of funny. Yeah. I like how he just hated us throughout the entire quest. I also kind of didn't like that at the same time, though. It's like, cool, whatever, you hate me. I don't give a shit. I don't know. It wasn't yeah. 
I wasn't super excited about it. I'm hoping Desert Treasure 2 is more interesting to me. Um, and I'm kind of worried that Desert Treasure 2 is going to be kind of the same, where I'm like, wow, these four bosses are really cool. But the rest of the quest just isn't super exciting to me. I don't know. I thought the quest was fun. I enjoyed it. I just really liked um, Muspa. I thought it was a cool boss. Yeah, Muspa's a good boss. I also liked that they expanded Trollweiss a little bit. That, that ties more into my locations thing. I like going to new places and refreshing mm-hmm. old places. When it comes to new quests, what would you like to see more or less of the following elements when compared to existing quests? In-depth characters, deep and immersive plots, dark and serious tones, fun and quirky tones, interesting puzzles, challenging combats, exciting new rewards, new areas to explore, the chance to revisit existing areas. I like characters with depth. I don't like characters that are just like one tone the whole time. You know? Like, Xanic is a really interesting character because there's a lot going on to her. I like characters with depth, but I feel like if we get too depth, we start taking ourselves too seriously. And we lose yeah. what makes RuneScape quests RuneScape quests a little bit. Um, Like, Song of the Elves kind of has this problem. They kind of try to have this side plot with you and Elena. And it just never really goes anywhere. And I feel like... What do you mean? Like, they... You always talk to Elena. Like, you can talk to Elena in, like, half the parts. And, like, there's different dialogue options... I don't know. It's just, I don't think I ever really talked to her during the quest, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it, it felt like kind of an unnecessary part of the quest. I, I don't know. Um, that felt like character depth just because, as opposed to character depth that is actually important to the quest kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so character depth, I, I think, is important, but it needs to be relevant to what is happening as well. It can't just be character depth because we like having de- in-depth characters. Like, cool, but I need a reason to care. I'm not just going to care about someone just because. She has the weird elf models. Yeah, she looks weird. <laughs> the elf, A lot of the elf models look fine. Elena looks weird because she should just look like a normal fucking person, but she doesn't. Yeah. And like I've said, I think, I think I've said this before, that, that one fine. chick in Beneath Curse Sands, the, the main chick, whatever her oh, name is, yeah. she has the same I fucking problem. Um, yeah, what the fuck was her name? Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, give me her name. I think it starts with an it's M? Mesa. Yeah. M-A-I-S-A. She looks weird. Like, she doesn't look bad. She looks fine. But she looks weird. Like, there's a part of the quest... She's a little over-detailed. Yeah, there's there's a lot of the parts... There's there's a part of the quest where you have to talk to the the herbalist in um, whatever city that is. Uh, Is it Narda? I think it's Narda. Yeah, it's Narda. Narda, yeah. And the quest dialogue changes from talking to... Uh, Misa to talking to uh, I think the herbalist name is Zahur Uh, I don't know how the fuck it's pronounced but it it switches between them and it's just a night and day difference when it switches between their chat heads and it's really jarring Yeah, I mean she has like kind of the old style head it's just it's just a little yeah that's fair I did really like the champion of Scarabus She's less detailed than like the yeah the RS 
or not the arson the the elves yeah I, which I, I think is good i think it's probably better than the elves but it still feels a little weird yeah um i really liked the champion of scarabus's uh head the like how he's got like the scarabus head going on and all the uh mm-hmm. um the lesser deities uh yeah the i'm sad icons they of disappear. yeah i wish they yeah, stayed there I'm s- in the, in the yeah team. they look cool i really like their designs and then there's like uh what's her face appearing at the end of uh doing yeah, your first um, toa a mask it a mask it yeah and then she just isn't there anymore her character like, model is also pretty sick yeah i feel like uh specifically um Mysa, or however you say that, is is the one I have problems with. Yeah. Everybody else looked mostly fine, though. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, Why are we talking about this? <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, in depth characters, and then right. we start talking about Elena, and then right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depth ca- characters with depth is good. It just needs to be relevant to the story. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just have characters spewing their depth just because. Yeah, I don't want to hear a character's backstory unless it like matters to the quest and like there's a reason for my character to know it. You know. Yeah. Um. Like, if I have an option to ask an NPC about it, but it's not mandatory for the quest, sure. But I don't like know. that. I'm gonna be honest because I always want to hit every dialogue option and read them. And if That's there's fair. irrelevant information, I'm just reading things that don't matter at all. Fair. Understandable. Um, That's kind of a me problem, though, I guess. Yeah. R- related to in-depth characters is deep and immersive plots. Um, I think we get enough of that. I don't think we need to adjust how much yeah. deep plots we have. I I would like to see some plots that are, you know, deep, and I'd like to see some plots that are kind of more shallow. Yeah. Um, I those questions yeah, you get burnt out if all your quests are super serious. Yeah, and... those questions I I worried about my answer to just because I feel like part of I, RuneScape's identity is that it doesn't take itself too seriously. So if we start getting uh, just the phrasing of deep and immersive quests, it feels like it's taking itself very seriously, you know. And I yeah, exactly. I don't want to I don't want us to get too serious about it. We can have our, uh, our grandmaster because even like I, I was about to say we can have yeah, our grandmaster speak- quests that take things very seriously, but I feel like Dragon Dragon Slayer two, like I said earlier, it doesn't take itself like too seriously, if I remember right. I feel like it did. It, it's you know, I don't. The world's gonna end. We have to stop the Dragonkin. They're gonna kill everyone, kind of thing. I don't know why, but Dragon Slayer two always felt very RuneScape to me. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, it feels RuneScape, but, like, RuneScape can be serious I guess, at times. Maybe I'm just skitzing it. Um, but, uh, speaking of overly serious, dark and serious tones. Sometimes. I'm okay with it, like, Yeah, I'm gonna put sometimes for that, and also fun and quirky tones. Like, I want a mix. I don't want... Yeah, I don't want us to go either All one or the other. Yeah. I, I feel like, in the past, they've been pretty good about having comic- comedic relief in suitable areas. Just like some characters saying, you know, a quip, you know, usually RuneScape related, making some joke about like some thing that happens. 
Um, I yeah. can't think. And of, this is a bad question house, but... because for all the wrestling answers, I'm putting I'd like to see more because it's would you like to see good puzzles, good combat, good rewards, new areas, and old areas? Yeah, I want to see all those. Yeah, like. I... You're not getting any information by asking this question. Yeah, I would like to see all of those, and I'd like to see all of those frequently. Yeah. I don't want quests that are uninteresting. Thank you, Jagex, for asking this question. Yeah. It's like, yes, I would like good rewards. I would like to go places. And I would like to engage with the game, a.k.a. puzzles and combat. Because mm-hmm. those are the most yeah. engaging part of quests. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to continuing storylines that have already been continued in RuneScape, how interested would you be in the following? Quests that tell the same stories as the RuneScape of Quill villains? I am <clears throat> extremely uninterested in that. Nope. I do not care what RS3 did. We are a different game. I, I know we're related. There are, you know, they're our brother, but we don't have to follow down their, the same footsteps, you know? It... If the the storyline makes sense to keep going that way, sure. But if there's interesting other ways to go, go that way. Uh, quests that share overarching themes with the RuneScape equivalents, but with various elements unique to old school. Ding ding ding. Uh, sure. Uh, but I'm gonna say uh, I'm more slightly more interested, not extremely interested, just somewhat interested in quests that go a different way. You know, because the way RS3 goes. We enter the fifth age, and you become the chosen one. I don't want that cringe. for old school. It's cringe. When it comes to existing storylines, which strategy would you prefer? Note that regardless of the strategy, the overall number of quests released per year would be the same. Focusing on each storyline one at a time and only moving on to the next one? No, I want focusing on multiple storylines. Yeah, give, I talked give, about this earlier. Yeah, let, let jump around a bit, you know. Don't let one storyline get stale. Um, thinking about the future of old school narrative, how much do you agree or disagree with the following statements? The backstory of the world should be mysterious and open to interpretation. The gods return to the world and you should be able to interact with them. The storyline should have conclusions rather than continuing in perpetuity. A player should, a player character should be an ordinary individual rather than being a chosen one with unique abilities and individual storylines should remain separate rather than crossing over each other. Okay. Let's take this one by one. The backstory of the world should be mysterious and open interpretation. I'm going to disagree. I feel like we have a good way to explain it, and that's the gods, you know? Yeah, but what like, do we know about not... the gods? Yeah, nothing right now. So but I, I, think we I kind of like that, personally. I that's like fair. the gods being mysterious and gone. Like, I'd be okay. fine with learning about their history, but that also leads yeah. into the question of, you know... Should they return to the world? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, the gods should return to the world? No, never. Absolutely not. I don't think not. we should be interacting with Guthix or with uh, Zamorak or or any of these gods. Maybe they, they could be elements of the quest, but I do not want to be killing Zamorak as a fucking repeatable boss like RS3 has now. Yeah, that shit's wild. Like, I understand that's the way RS3 has gone, but... Yeah, I don't that, want the gods to ever fantasy. come back. I I like the fantasy that we're in where the gods existed and then they stopped existing and we exist in a post-god world. Well, the gods still exist. They just... Well, they exist, right, sabbatical. but they're gone. 
yeah, they're they're not they're not really around. And they're um and if if the backstory of OSRS remains the same as RS three, they were told to leave. They were forcibly removed, and they are not supposed to come back. So Storyline should have clear conclusions rather than continuing in perpetuity. I say neither disagree or agree. Yeah. If if it makes sense, you could theoretically continue them for a really long time. Yeah. But, but if they can know, come to a conclusion, sure. And it's satisfying and makes sense, yeah, end it. Player should be an ordinary individual rather than being a chosen one. Fucking 100% agree. Oh my god, please don't make I'm me the chosen so one. I'm so sick of every goddamn MMO being the chosen one shit. Every single MMO. Always. Let me be a dude. Yeah. But, look, I just want to fish my fish and chop my trees. I don't I don't have to I don't have to also be like a descendant of Guthics or something, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um individual storylines should remain separate rather than crossing over each other. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, that, that's a slightly disagree from me. Um Yeah. I, I like it when they cross over, but just don't go crazy with it, you know? Yeah, not every quest needs to be like intermingled into every aspect of the game, but like, you know, I'd be fine with some quests, you know, crossing over, like the Majora and the desert quests. You know, I'd be fine with that. But yeah, like, like it makes Cold sense. War, that should that should be separate. I don't want yeah, Cold. I don't want that interact. Cold War, like, kind of theoretically could maybe interact with the troll quest line if we like had some interaction with Weiss going on or something. Uh, okay, I could see like, it. Like it, it just needs to make any amount of sense, right? I'm fine with them interacting as long as it makes sense. And like theoretically, yeah, I, 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 it could it could interact with other storylines because like the whole penguin thing is like, oh, you know, they want to fucking invade the world. Sure. So maybe it ends up being something like Monkey Madness two or uh, Dragon Slayer two, where you have to interact with other people because you're like, oh shit, guys, the penguins are gonna kill us all. You know. Yeah. Okay. But it needs to make sense, so it's kind of like a slight disagree. They can cross mm-hmm. over, but just make it work. Yeah. Um, and that's the the end of the survey. Wow, there's no more. We're done. Um. Yeah. Honestly, my strongest opinions were the chosen one thing and the gods return yeah. to the world thing. Yeah, don't, I don't do either of those shit. ones. Get them out of here. I, I like old school when it's medieval fantasy, you know? Yeah. I I, I enjoy some of the high fantasy stuff. I like the, the elf quest line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I want more of the we're in a dungeon killing fucking skeletons. I like that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind here and there interacting with, you know, fragments of the gods or perhaps the gods themselves, but at a distance. You know, like... Uh, you know, you interact with Saren, and you kind of learn about how Saren was just like, you learn about the backstory of Saren, but she's gone, you know, and you interact with a, yeah. a remnant of her. I, I like that. I'm okay with that. As long as she doesn't just, like, return, and she's just, like, chilling now. Yo, what up? I'm Saren. You can come hang out and kill me as her reputable boss. <laughs> like, no. Please, no. Yeah, I like learning about what the gods did while they were here 
and the impact that they've had and how they did that. But they mm. shouldn't come back. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything that we have to talk about this week. Yeah. Unless you have anything. I mean, unless you mind, really but... wanted to talk about mage strength. No. We were originally going to talk about, like, the... They, like, talked about nerfing the occult in the Desert Treasure 2 reward poll blog. I think that's, like, something they should probably do, but I don't think we can really... That's not something for our show to really talk about, at least right now. Yeah. Maybe if they um, talk about it again in more depth, we'll talk about it. But it was just kind of like an offhanded mention, so... But I, I didn't yeah. even notice it. You told me that it existed, and I was like, huh? Yeah, they, they mentioned it, and I was like, yep, yeah, they should do that. Um, I have some spicy ideas for that, but may, maybe another episode we can talk about that. But uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe wherever you're you're listening to it. Uh, recommend us to your friends. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via Patreon, uh, where I will actually now, on time, release episodes early and uncensored if i ever censor them which i don't uh and without ads without ads the actual yeah, that's, that's there what, are no that no ads yep uh we'll also uh shout out your name uh during the episode uh if you want to watch the video versions we're catching up on that now uh you can go to our youtube channel uh at Guthics Rest Pod. Uh, you can also follow us on, on Twitter. I think on Guthix YouTube it's just at Guthics Rest. Oh, is it? Okay. I think I claimed that. Yeah, it's just at Guthics Rest. I need to like have a checklist of things to run down yeah, so I don't. I thought you already had up, like a real but... list. Nope. You gotta, you gotta get just... this under the control, man. Come on. <laughs> I just run it off the dome. Um. Follow us on Twitter at Guthics Rest Pod. Uh, you can also follow our personal Twitters that we rarely use and join the discord where we've actually had some conversations going on in there and people have been, uh, chatting a bit. Uh, we're, I think up to like 20 members in there now, which is cool. Uh, nope. 16. I lied. Uh, you could be the 20th member if you join now. Wow. Uh, cool discord. Uh, you can listen to the live recordings when we do those. And uh, I think that's everything. Did I forget anything? I don't know. They're all in the description. You'll find it. If you're looking for us in a place, I'm sure you can figure it out. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>